Hey guys, Jennifer Hobbs here, your host of Celebrate the Struggle, and I'm about to change it up. We are going to have a new segment coming at you every week, and I'm so excited to introduce you to a battle buddy, one of my best friends, the wild man. Have you heard of him? The wild man, Jared Perry. He was the voice of Decatur, Illinois' 95Q for years, so you may have heard of him then. He is now a 911 dispatcher, and we'll learn more about him in the coming episodes. But on this episode, we chat about his process of filing his disability claim and the headache that the VA can provide, can give you but also the help that is there. So tune in because you're not going to want to miss this. First of all, what up, wild man? How's it going, Jen Buff? (laughs) I'm so glad we're finally making this happen. Thanks for doing this. I mean, wild man here, Perry and I, we're going to be getting on here. So if I didn't mention earlier, and I may have, but you know, I uh, struggle with that. I served with him. I didn't say that. I served with him in 2004 on a deployment um, to Iraq, but I really met him before that, um, going to drill and then uh, developing that relationship afterwards. And now um, our families are are good friends. Like we're besties, right? Like we do life together. We support one another. We're there for each other to build us up when we need it, but to also look each other in the face and be like, look, this is what you need to do. And Perry is that person for me and my family and me and my husband, like he's not just that person. He's our friend. Like we all together, he, his wife, our, our other friends and our group, like we stick together and we say the truth to one another. And I needed you on here, Perry. I needed you on here because the truth is what's going to make us grow. And now I'm totally rambling, but when I get super excited and passionate, that's what I do. I feel like we need to make sure we do a different, we need to do a quick rundown on who Jared Perry is. And uh, I, I mean, here's the thing. Let's not do like an interview of your past, like give a brief of where you're at right now. Because then we're going to move into what we talked about and we'll make sure we then put out your story to everyone who Jared Perry, the wild man is. Yeah. In the moment right now, I am driving home from Charleston, uh, currently working on my fourth class of my MBA program. Why, you may ask? I can't answer that. I just feel like it's the right thing to do right now along with working full-time at 911, six days a week, going through a full house remodel right now because that's what my fiance, Krista, wants to do. Um, Is her planning skills very good? No, but we're going with it because that's what she wants. I have a three-year-old daughter by the name of Raina, who is the love of my life. She is best friends with Jen Buff's youngest. Oh, I know. We like to have slumber parties. We like to have wine, if you will, and lots of wisdom. And I'm headed home right now to make my family dinner after getting up early this morning and working a shift at 911. And uh, going to go home to the construction. Pretty excited about it. 
Oh, okay, that sounds so. super. Okay, keep going. So, so sorry, I had to pause it. it. Sounds super fun to go from learning and work and work and work and going home to work more. Let's hear about it. What are you doing? Well, I am super excited to be doing something that my the love of my life is wanted. Krista said she wants a new kitchen. You know, we bought this house 18 months ago. She, I mean, we liked it how it was, but she really had this plan in her head that she wanted to open it up. And, you know, we've had a pretty wild year and I want to make her as happy as I possibly can. And sometimes it's really hard because I'm a huge dick. So I'm like, let's do it. So the neighbor <laughs> says you can tear out the wall, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Well, he, he texted me a couple weekends ago, and I'm like, not today. I have people over coming over, and then I'm thinking to myself, man, Jimmy, he's our camping buddy. He lives a few doors down. If I don't get him going on this now, it's never going to get done because he is the doer. And in seven days, he's done it. Tore a wall out, put beams in, uh, building the wall right now. We're going to have a walk-in pantry. We're going to have a big, gigantic island so that we can break bread together and enjoy the company and my favorite place to be in the kitchen where I'm cooking. Um, I like to eat and be merry. You do that with <laughs> food wine. I feel like that's yeah. where I should add, yeah, Perry, that's where you should be. So one of the things that I know you have going on that I wanted to bring forth to the to the forefront, and we could sit here and wait for a while to do this episode, you know, because of you not having a rating yet, a disability rating. However, I feel like it's best to capture it in the moment in the time that it's happening, because this is where a lot of us find ourselves waiting for that rating. You finally opened up, you talked to someone, you did what you were told to do, and now you're waiting on hearing what the rating from someone who totally doesn't know you has to say about you. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty exciting. Not really, though, because right. it's like everything, the VA, it takes absolutely forever. I feel like I started this journey half a decade ago. Oh, wait, I did. 2017. Uh, made my first claim in 19. Got denied. Switched from going to the social worker in Danville to talking to Dr. Levine. Thanks to Ryan. You know, he was like, get there. I got there. I've been talking to Dr. Levine for a couple of years. Find out they will never call you and schedule an appointment they will only send you an appointment in the mail but even better than that not snail mail no we're going to send it fedex so you can oh, cancel that shit. absolutely insane they uh scheduled that uh, appointment january 12th and i called them three or four times of course there's a log and it shows that i still have that appointment it's in springfield and they said, yeah, um, sometimes it takes a while to get those rescheduled. Um, so you'll be getting another notice whenever we have it scheduled. And I'm like, great. Just what I want to hear. Just like right. every other thing else at the VA. It takes right. forever. It's <laughs> the most frustrating thing in the world. 
there and of course so they open every phone call with if you feel like you're going to harm yourself dial 911 or the crisis line well every time i call the va i'm worried about my mental health because of that phone call that automated system that scheduler that's six weeks out or eight weeks it's terrible but let's not go there oh my gosh i feel like i wish my husband was here right now to say what you already know i'm probably going to say because you have heard it before this is the point where we all need to hear about how my husband has legit said so for those of you that don't know, my husband is a, a roadside bomb survivor, um, went through years of getting tossed around by the VA and all kinds of trash that we won't get into right now. But with that being said, he said that every time he went into any appointment and he had a lot, you guys, a lot from the time he was blown up to now. And every single time that that first uh, one of those questions on that questionnaire, that little paper and pencil questionnaire says, do you feel like harming yourself or others? He said that every single time he marked yes. And never once, never once. And now we've been back like what, 17, 18 years. It's been. Yep. 17 years since he got hit by a roadside bomb 17 years you've marked yes on that form and not one person has followed up with you like that's that's uh makes me sick to my stomach it it doesn't shock me no and on top of that i can tell you know that uh krista so she is like Oh my God, she, she, she'll call me and I'm like chewing her, chewing her. And she's like, what is your problem? I'm like, I'm sorry. I just got off the phone trying to schedule an appointment at the VA. And her exact words are, oh yeah, every time you call there, you want to harm yourself. Every time you call there, you want to end it. Like it's that bad, people. It is that bad. The point where you even have to, to call the VA the point where you even have to make any communication any effort behalf on on behalf of yourself that sends an immediate it's a trigger and and not only is it a trigger but then suddenly you're on that call and you're waiting you you it just depends on what kind of situation you're in like you might describe that to a thousand different people or maybe you have a conversation and you have this is one thing I wanted to bring attention to on this call and I hope that you're okay with it and if you're not I'll edit this out but you are now in this situation this position where now you have refiled like this isn't your first time filing you already filed and like the I remember one time you telling me that somebody said to you like because you don't want to commit suicide you're good to go like you're fine and I can you're not the you're not the first person I heard that from so tell let me back up and stop getting off Uh, let me step down from my soapbox when I filed in 2019 I went to Danville I met with the evaluator now mind you this is pre-COVID and 
I sat strange man. I talked about our experiences. Either crying was super happy because that's how I deal with things. And it was like I was, you know, finishing my last varsity basketball game, if that was actually a true thing. He was like giving me a little like, hey, go get him, guys. Like, hey, listen, you're not going to commit suicide. You're not going to harm yourself. You're doing really good. Iraq never changed you. I want to talk about the most upset 90-minute drive home from Danville, which I don't know about you, Jen Buff, but I should not be in a car upset because I already have fucking road rage. I probably went 90 miles an hour. I called my brother, who is 11 Bravo, little infantry guy, and I called Max. And those are the only two people I could talk to that day that I felt like somewhat would understand. My brother doesn't really deal with anything with the VA, so he's just pretty calm about it. Right. He, he has a, and I, I don't know, it's actually this is the sad fact of the matter. I don't think my brothers ever went and talked to someone at the VA and I don't promote it because I know as soon as he starts, when he makes a phone call and he waits for 25 minutes, he's going to feel like it's like the worst day you need help. You're calling for help. And then, uh, you know, I've had more than one doctor. Oh, well message me on healthy net or, call the office or, and, and I like that they're trying to have good customer service at the VA, but trying and getting it done are two very, very different things because I got on healthy net the other day, needed my omeprazole for my GERD. And like three days later, finally someone messaged me. It wasn't the doctor. And I, I think the freaking medicine about showed up before I got a message back. And, and it's just, there's well, that's crazy for the medicine and, to show up before you got a call back. Oh, knowing, that's, that's knowing how long thing. the medicine shows up. Yeah. I got medicine once and didn't even know what it was for. They just sent it and they had screened my blood and my urine. And apparently I had a UTI. And just randomly, no clue, but I called the doctor. I'm like, this isn't, this isn't a good start with my brand new primary care doctorate at Danville and frustrating stuff. But I mean, I guess the bottom line is as frustrating as it has to be, you have to stand up for yourself and you have to, you have to go to the VA. Yes. You have to reach out to someone regardless, like if you're totally, totally against the VA, like then, okay, like, first of all, I would encourage you to reach out to people who more people that have reached out to them because they're starting to come along. Like I, I, with bad experiences and, and Perry over here with what bad experiences, we can both attest to, they are trying to make improvements like, and I have seen it in the fruits of their effort. And, and even if like, you don't end up following through with them, like reach out for help from the resources that you do feel comfortable with. Perry, so you've mentioned, you know, how 
you finally opened up and people said to you, oh, well, you don't want to kill yourself, so you're fine. And I remember you coming to my house and telling Ryan and I that, and both of us looking at you like, what the F? Like, no way. People should never say that. And, and at that time, and for a while, honestly, if we're being honest with ourselves, you didn't want to retackle any of that. And now you're in this space where when you wanted to not have anything to deal with refiling that claim and trying it or not refiling it but just trying again and advocating for yourself you weren't there yet but now you're there tell us about that yeah i mean truthfully whenever that happened um i made my peace on that 90 minute drive home and i stopped going to counseling sessions and i did i feel like i did exactly what we did when we got home i just didn't talk about it and I drank a whole lot for like probably two straight weeks I don't know that's probably like two straight months for me really <laughs> but I just buried it I mean that's that that's all there was you to did. it like oh okay I made it you know it was bad. 15 years. I'm trying to help myself oh yeah nothing happened to you how you can like rip a scab off just in a moment's notice 15 years later and oh yeah you're not gonna commit suicide you're fine buddy so anyways i was at an annual um i do all my annuals in danville did a blood draw and was like you know it's time again it's time to step up for myself uh ryan told me you need to try to get to dr levine and i started talking to my doctor and of course send me to mental health in Danville and are you okay right now? And I'm like, yeah, I just want to talk to Dr. Levine. He's in Mattoon. Can you schedule me an appointment? So get an appointment with Dr. Levine, go to Dr. Levine. And I spoke to him for the last two years again. And, you know, finally we're there. Uh, he made the diagnosis, so I had to refile, and now I'm going through the next frustrating part. After refiling, they have to do all of the, send you to outside evaluators, even though Dr. Levine has two full years of having appointments with me, and Dr. Levine knows Krista Schwartz, Dr. Levine knows Raina Perry, Dr. Levine knows our connection and how we get together and we speak and we are able to keep each other strong at our worst moments and we're able to celebrate our best moments together uh -huh. and so yeah it's going in a positive way um and i just gotta focus on that end result i called sean um connor our vso Mm -hmm. And he didn't care, but I'm going to touch base with him because, you know, I log on to Healthy Net and it just times out when you're trying to get an update on your case. And finding a good VSO is super important. You know that. Um, so yes. I think Sean's our guy right now. And uh, just going to get with him again and see where we're at in the process. But like you said, it takes forever. I have another appointment February 28th. That was the first one that actually got scheduled. 
I got, I made my claim again, I think the 20th or 22nd of December, and they sent me an appointment for two months and six days later. Then I got an appointment a week before it was happening on December 7th. I want to say I got, or no, January 7th. I want to say I got that appointment like January 2nd. Like I had five days notice or something. And then two days after that, I got scheduled for the appointment January 12th that I couldn't make because I'm at work. Um, which, you know, it, it, it's, it's frustrating, but you have to stand up and do it. Right. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> one of the things that I really wanted us to get from this podcast is to send like a message of hope and just for people to re- be able to relate. There's so many people in this position of filing a claim or trying to file a claim or appealing a claim or even thinking about a claim. Like there's just so much and it's actually, you know, even though it's come a long way, it's a it's a rough process and depending on who you come across they can make you feel as small and horrible as we have heard someone talk to you like that perry like i remember when you told us about that like that hit me with a ton of bricks and i was ready to I mean, that sends you in a, a place where even other people want to go guns a-blazing. Like, that's the stuff that's super disappointing. That's the stuff that shouldn't ever be said to people. And for I just want to send a message to other people through your story to just keep persevering and finding the hope in your efforts because they are worth it. And in the end, they will end up making you a far better person for not giving up on that. And of course, there's a lesson to be learned, Jen. I think the lesson is, is number one, always know where you're at with yourself. Try to know yourself as best as you can. Mm -hmm. Number two, always be positive as positive you've said that to me so much you've said that to me Um, so much yeah when you think about what we just like nothing comes out positive when you start talking about the va um but there is a positive they're there it might be six weeks but they're there that's the bottom line and so it might take five years for me to get a claim but it's gonna happen and being positive about it and working on yourself uh, mentally and physically for me right now. I know um, this year, November 20th, right? It was it was a wild year for me. We had some health problems going on in the family and I'm turning 40 this year. And so it just happened November 17th. Where was I at? The VA, at the dietitian. I sat down. I'm going to lose 100 pounds. I'm not going to stop drinking. I'm not going to stop eating because I am uh, fat and merry. I, 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 that's what I do. And I can change my lifestyle enough 
I can be positive enough to go through the journey with you, my dietitian at the VA, and lose 100 pounds. And it's that positivity that's going to carry through. And October 19th of 2022, Jared Perry is going to weigh 250 pounds, which is down 111 pounds. And I will have to give some credit to the VA when this happens. Right. And I told my dietitian, we're going to write a book about it. And there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows and there's going to be healthy weeks and there's going to be not healthy weeks. There's going to be super great days and there's going to be super bad days. But the bottom line is that's life. That it is, folks. That's life. Sometimes it feels good and sometimes it doesn't. So sometimes you are going to be uncomfortable, but you got to make a choice. Are you going to sit there and wallow in being uncomfortable? Are you going to do something about it? Are you going to be more positive and understand that this too shall pass? Thanks so much for coming on, wild man. Again, guys, this may have been hard to hear for some of us that we've been in that situation finally claim, or maybe you're in it, or maybe you've never even thought about it because all of these different things have gone through your head, which is a whole nother story. But thanks for listening. Reach out if you want some advice on something when it comes to these kinds of things and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of these awesome conversations with Wildman and all of my other wonderful guests. <laughs>